No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick on the line. Yes, sir. Tuesday, May 6th. Mm-hmm. We got day. we got beautiful day, man. And we got some things to talk about. I know we've been doing a lot of last dance recaps. We're gonna touch on that. Um, but we gotta address this quarterback situation in Chicago. Nick Foles is the quarterback, got a little bit of money. But we just saw what Andy Dalton went with. We just saw what Cam Newton went went for. Or, excuse me, Jameis Winston. Cam Newton is still on the street. We're going to address the quarterback situation, the free market. Um, we'll break that down. We'll talk Mark Eversley for the Bulls. We'll talk the just the NBA, the GM, the GM hire, what we think about it, and uh, the GM role all together. And... Uh, We'll close it with some quick hits. We're going to talk about the NFL schedule as well. Big Nick the Quick, what's good? Man, chilling, bro. How we doing? Happy birthday, by the way. Yes, sir. Thank you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you. How'd it yeah. go, man? You had a decent, decent little day, all things considered? All things considered, it was great. My girlfriend showed out. She held it down for me. Uh, I had a Zoom call. I had some good food. I had a uh, couple drinks. I played uh, some video games with, with without feeling bad about it. You know what I'm saying? It was good. Go. It was all That's, it. That's all you, you know need. I mean? That's all you need. Yes, you gotta sir. make you gotta make the best of the situation, man. There, you know. Yes, yo, real quick. I just was telling quick. I had a conversation about Drake and in a little group chat, and they were saying that Drake is washed, and you think the same thing. Yeah, I don't know as go as far as to say like washed, but I definitely think uh, there's some Drake fatigue going on. Like it's just it's it's too much. He's hopping on every single remix. Uh, to me, the music's not as good as it used to be. I'm just kind of sick of him. Like, I'm sure there's people who still like his music and still think it's dope. And every once in a while, he drops some shit that I'll still bop to. And, like, I can still play all of his old shit. But, like, yeah, I mean, like, the la- like Scorpion, like, I didn't need a Drake double disc on the last album. There's been, like, <laughs> three different leaks of the next album, so I don't know which one to believe. Because you would send me some shit, like, two months ago. Then he dropped the shit last week. Um, I listened to a couple of tra- It's just kind of like whatever. Like he hasn't, for me, I know he's evolved and kind of made different sound in music, but to me, he hasn't like, it's, it's not like, yeah, it's no longer like appointment listening. You know what I mean? I can't the say he's watched though. I can't say he's watched though. But the disrespect he, he, is, 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 it's actually crazy. Wow. So you still think yo, he's just, yo, just, is, just as potent as ever? He's absolutely. He's at the top of the game right now, 100%. In what terms? In terms of like lyrics, bars, rapping, or like commercial bars, success? Rapping, obviously, hits, obviously he's hits. the most successful dude. Out, yeah, he puts out smash hits constantly. I mean, I don't know what else y'all want from this man. There's like, smash seriously. hits. There's smash hits, but are you listening to it like that? Like, are you yeah, really you, banging yeah. Drake like that? Like you used to? I've been banging that new tape, really, front to back since it came out. Yeah, like all day. You've always yeah, been a Drake you guy. Been you've always been a heavy. You've always been, been a heavy Drake guy. I don't know. I don't have anything in particular. You know, I'm just. Oh, I listen look, to it. Got, I like. I like the track. With, that track with Cardi was hot. You know what I'm saying, man. There's, there's some, there's a couple tracks on there, but I just, I don't get the same feeling I did like back in the day with him. But I'm not gonna say he's washed. The music is still decent. Like you can still throw it on. You can throw it on at the barbecue. You're not gonna be mad. Like it's solid little playlist music, man. He's got good background music oh, now. Wow, he I'm got background music, Drake. <laughs> wow, he's I'm background, on background music. Yeah, it's wow, background music, Drake. Like you know, you're at the barbecue. It's okay. You're gonna, you know, you know, bop your shoulders a little bit. You won't be mad about it. But I can't like. My thing is, I can't like. If I'm driving, I, I can play like two Drake tracks before I got to play something else. Like I got like a six to seven Drake minute limit. Disrespect is. <laughs> You got a two, you know two track break yeah, It's like the hourglass. You turn it over when the sand is on the other side. I got to turn my, turn that man off. Okay. Two tracks. All right, let's let's move on because y'all. This is a, It was like half the group chat I was in was saying the same thing as you, and I just can't. Y'all, it's just it's just a. 
Uh, he's been too good for too long. He's just, I guess, he's falling upon deaf ears for some of y'all now. I, guess. I respect uh, his career, good. though. I 100% respect his career, but yeah. I mean, you ain't got no fucking choice. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he was done. If do? he was, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if he was done rapping within the next, you know, call it three to five years because he's got a lot of opportunity, a lot of other shit. He might take that Jay Z route, you know, go do something else, drop an album here and there. Man, he, he, man the way y'all talking, he should disappear so y'all can put some respect on his name. So when he comes back, everything is back kosher. But well, you think, you think the game would it. miss him, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't know what you got though. It's going type shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no playlist music. No playlist music. Y'all think it's y'all think it's jokes. So y'all hit the barbecue and ain't, ain't shit to listen to. But some old hoes. You know what I'm saying? Facts. But anyway, let's uh let's move on to this quarterback position because the last dance, you know, has been owning all the conversation, everything that's going on. We know all about the last dance. We know it's, this it's pretty much it's like the NBA finals. Yes. Everything else shuts exactly, down. Everything else shuts down. It doesn't down, matter right? what else is happening, yeah. But, and we've kind of been talking about this on the side, we don't feel like it's getting enough attention that uh, it's possible that Ryan Pace may have misjudged the market while giving, while trading a pick, a fourth round pick, and then sign, and then going to get uh, Nick Foles, which looks like, well, it's well the deal. He signed the deal with Jacksonville, bringing him over for a fourth round pick, and then we're gonna have to finish out the guarantee on his contract. It's looking like we overpaid dramatically for what Andy Dalton and uh, Jameis Winston had went for. Yeah, and I think we need to preface this by saying, like, we're not backtracking from our original stance when the trade was happening from a football standpoint, right? Strictly from on the field, let's take away the trade, let's take away the dollars, let's take away all that. We are 100% fine with adding Nick Foles, the football player, to our football team. I think the issue that we talked about is, you know, when he made that deal, we traded away the fourth-round pick, already knowing that draft picks to us are extremely valuable, um, you know, considering the Trubisky deal, which we're still paying for, maybe we're done paying for that, and the Khalil Mack deal, right? Um, and the fact that Pace just likes to trade around in the draft. We saw him do it twice in the last draft. So obviously these draft picks, we don't have as many. We're not going into every draft with seven of them, so we really need to value them. Um, so when they make the deal for the fourth round pick, at the time we're like, great, right? But we're not NFL GMs, right? It's not our job to sit around and evaluate the market and know what it's going to look like because once free agency hit, in hindsight now, that was a bad trade because Andy Dalton, who we don't love, but whatever, you know, I'll throw him in there. He's obviously got NFL starting experience. He can do his thing. Got $3 million from the Dallas Cowboys to be a backup, a quote-unquote backup. We'll see. That situation is fluid. Um, Jameis Winston which, gets – Which is ridiculous that that's even a possible discussion. That's a whole another like, half hour for another day, but yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Jameis Winston gets the league minimum is what it looks like. 1.1 million and, you know, incentives can take it up to three and a half, right? So literally 1.1 million. We're paying Foles $20 million this upcoming season. And again, we had to depart with that fourth round pick in order to get him. So for me, I think that Ryan Pace is the GM of the Chicago Bears. I think he completely misread the quarterback market, made a deal in a hurry when he could have gotten one of those other two guys for way less money and way less draft picks. No draft picks at all because he would have just signed them off the street. Oh, and Cam Newton is still available. And I get the Cam Newton thing. So I know you had talked about it. Like, oh, I don't understand how they can't fly a doctor out to him. So I guess you're not allowed to even do that. So they cannot, by the rules, have a, 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 any other team doctors even see him. So even if the but team I, doctor was Newton's next door I'm neighbor. Not, I'm not trying to hear that either. Yeah, for sure. Figure, but out, regardless, figure out. Figure out who you got to talk to. There's someone to go check on Cam Newton. Check it out. Someone, exactly. Someone has checked on Cam Newton. Someone knows how healthy or not he is. And for him to still be on the street, I don't care about if him. he's coming out with vlogs, looking all in shape, and, right. and working out in the pool, and putting dope music behind it. Something's <laughs> got to be wrong with him for him to still be on the street like this. Yeah. I, I don't like I don't know if it's people in the in the in the back rooms or his doctors talk like whatever. Well, maybe he's. I don't, right I don't know if he's put it out there to where he's saying like, "Hey, I have to start" or, or like whatever it might be. Right. I don't. I don't think right. they're starting. Well, there are some starting jobs or jobs that he could. There's jobs that a healthy Cam Newton could take. Right? There's probably ten of them at least. Um, 
But again, for whatever reason, he remains unsigned. But to my point, those are three guys. Yeah, whatever. Those are three guys who you could have had, right? Had you known the market. And again, it is his job to anticipate the market for players out there. It's his job to know the situations around the league. It's his job to know which players are going to be available. And it's his job to know what kind of money they're they're going to command. Now, you and I sat up here and said, hey, we think Winston's going to get $20 million. Obviously, we were not even close. But that's not our job, right? But that is his job. So for me, taking Foles out of it, because I, have again, have no problem with Nick Foles, the player, I have a major problem with paying him 20 times as much as Jameis Winston and losing a fourth-round pick in the process. Because essentially, the Jags could have cut Nick Foles, and there's a chance he could still be on the streets right now or just got signed a couple days ago. Well, I think 100% he would – yeah, he would – he would be in the. He would have been in the same boat as Winston and Dalton and all other. Why? Why not? And are we? And we're an appealing place for those guys too. Like if you're Jameis, it's like, hmm, who do I have a better chance of get actually getting in the game in front of Drew Brees or Mitch Trubisky? If you're Andy Dalton, who could I have a better chance of getting in front of Dak Prescott if he ever gets a contract, free Dak, or um, Mitch Trubisky? Right? <laughs> like he would beat both of those guys. Have a legitimate shot at beating Mitch Trubisky out. Right. And then you didn't pick up the Trubisky option, um, which, again, I, I love that move. But regard, I'm just saying, like, the whole the whole situation is just kind of it's kind of fluky to me. I would have just, again, had a better read on the market, waited out. I would love to have Jameis Winston for one point one million dollars. Clearly, he was willing to take a backup role or eventually came around to the idea of wanting to take a backup role. See, that's but- the thing. It's a tough spot because I think he's taking a very specific backup role. He's backing up Drew Brees. And I think, true or not, he was told, yo, Drew is getting ready to get up out of here, and, and it'll you, you'll have an inside track on this job. I mean, that, that has to be what Sean Payton told him. I don't think yeah. there's no other reason that he would take up 1.1. But if he has confidence, he would rather say, well, wouldn't I rather go to Chicago, right? Maybe maybe beat Mitch out in camp, maybe not. Knowing that Mitch is not a good quarterback, he's going to fuck up, and I will probably get a chance to play football because Chase Daniel got a chance to play football last year, and I'm certainly better than him. And I go to <laughs> Chicago, and I become the Bears' starting quarterback with Matt Nagy, who has, has, has shown the ability to coach quarterbacks, apparently, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, shown the yes. ability to coach quarterbacks. Um, so I just feel like Chicago, to, I'm just looking at, if I'm one of those quarterbacks, the Chicago situation is one of the best situations to me to go into. Cause you have a team that won 12 games two years ago. You have some established players on offense, right? Um, and you have a quarterback, you have perhaps the most unstable starting quarterback position in the NFL. There might not be a starter on shakier ground than Mitch Trubisky. Name him. Yo, we could kill all this Mr. Trubisky starting. Not why do people even keep saying that? This yeah, guy is know. not starting. He's okay. not. He's like good. I, and my, I mean, listen, listen. That's yeah, my point. There's, more. A, there's a chance he will, but I, I think it's quiet for that. He's just gonna ride out his his rookie deal, take his money, and he'll be a backup somewhere, and it won't be in Chicago. Yeah, that's what I think about it. But let, let, but yeah, I mean, I hear you. Let's talk about let's talk, let's talk about the actual raw figures, right? Yeah. So, well, a little more than a year ago, full signs uh, with the Jags for $88 million, four-year $88 million deal. He got $31 million from the Jags last year. He didn't even play. He got hurt, which is awesome, right? Cool. Shout out him. Leaving $57 million in base value remaining. That figure was slashed to twenty four. Unchanging the guaranteed money, which the the Bears are on the hook for twenty one million dollars, right? Dalton, what's the time frame? So, how much longer did Dalton sign? What, like one year? About a month? No, no. But I'm saying, like, what a month later? It's probably been about a month between those. Probably been about a month, like five or six weeks, something like that, right? I think that that happened at the right at the beginning of quarantine, so probably about five, six weeks. Probably about six weeks, right? So. Dalton signs a one-year $3 million, $4 million available in his in, uh, in incentives broken up, whatever. If he plays 13, if he plays 16 games as the backup, it's three million bucks. And what you said he had a clause in there. Well, didn't you say didn't you say he had an MVP clause? No, you said that. I thought, no, you I thought saw when that. you were reading through the contract, you said MVP clause. That's why I started. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, no. I was weak. <laughs> Yo, for a second, we hey. thought Andy Dalton had a 
an MVP clause yeah. in his contract. Little, I need a hundred million dollar MVP clause. Ten <laughs> <laughs> of the franchise. So, long story short, Dalton, which will probably be the backup for sixteen games, is going to make three million dollars. Then you go over to Winston, a base base salary of nine hundred and fifty two thousand dollars with a hundred and forty eight thousand dollars signing bonus. The disrespect is absurd. The man was second in the NFL in touchdown passes last year and led the NFL in total yards or led the NFL in passing yards. I get and the interceptions, could, but it's absurd. And he couldn't and he, see. And he couldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> like that contract is absolute. That really pisses me off. So, but listen. Winston is on some like, yo, I mean, it, this has to be the, o- the only way he would sold this and signed it was, hey, let us save some money this year. Come next year, we'll probably make you the long-term guy. There has to be something of that sort. Maybe, unless they want to pay Taysom Hill $25 million because and they love might, him in his and 13 it, career and attempts. It, and it might be a finesse because who knows what's going to happen in a year, right? Breeze might breeze fuck around, throw fifty touchdowns this year, and he's back, right? That's so what like, I'm saying. That's why I so think yeah. the Bears situation is better. Like if you're looking at a place to play football, and the Bears could have paid him more. Obviously, we can pay Foles twenty million dollars. Listen to this: we're paying Jimmy Graham and Nick Foles thirty million dollars next year. So obviously, we had some money to spend on the quarterback. You mean Pace can't call him and offer him five million dollars? It's just, again, like, once the trade was done, we couldn't do anything about it. So it's not a matter of why we didn't talk to Jameis Winston when we had the opportunity to, because at that point in time, we'd already committed to our quarterback plan for 2020. My point is seeing in front of all that and, you know, knowing what the market's going to look like out there, he should have judged that. He should have known, man, there's a good chance that either Dalton or Winston, we're talking about one player, we're not talking about one starter from last year, we're talking about two are going to just be sitting around, literally hanging out on the market, making it all the way through the NFL draft and still not having jobs, and then each of them getting signed within the last six days? Like, it's just it's absurd to me. It's crazy that you can't see that coming. But how But how could he? Because he's an NFL devil, GM. You read the, the market. That's the what you devil, do. The devil's advocate. Could he risk not having any quarterback? What if – What if? I mean, hey, listen. Let me be clear. I get it. I we we not. I mean, obviously, now where we sit right now, today, we completely and massively overpaid for Nick Foles, right? We're, guarant- is I get we're it. yeah, hundred percent. We're guaranteeing him twenty one million dollars, and we gave up a fourth round draft pick, which is, which is, just for for reference point, Eddie Jackson is a fourth round draft pick, possibly, potentially, yeah. right? So there's yeah. there's some players in the fourth round. So. Did, did we we overpaid right? But was it worth the risk to to? Because you got to think back. Brady hadn't announced he was leaving New England left yet. New, Brady could have went back to New England. James could have never coming back to New England. Yeah, I and I agree with that. And 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 go check the go check the pods. We've been saying that. I thought Brady was leaving anyway, right? But so say he say he stays. Jameis stays. Bridgewater leaves to go to to go to Carolina, and then uh, Foles is the only guy left, type of thing. So he felt Panthers like he had to jump on too. it. Panthers are probably sick too. They could have waited yeah, around a little I bit. Mean, yeah, I mean, I like. I, I think mean, Teddy Bridgewater was the best quarterback available of those, as far as like ready to plug in right now and have some chance. Um, again, but I think a lot of Teddy Bridgewater last year was was playing for the Saints. So it depends on where you see him. Good situation I mean, yeah, out there in New Orleans. 20, Twenty million a year for him is again compared to you just said it nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars, not yeah, even a million crazy. in base. This is the former number one pick in the draft five years ago. But yeah. I, I get where you're coming from. Like, yeah, he has the risk of that not happening and not shaking out that way, and then he's left with no quarterback at all and just Mitch Trubisky going in there, and then you're looking at the Chase Daniels of the world, but. I guess, again, like, I just feel like good GMs are able to read the market. They're able to anticipate and make moves accordingly. And he did not do that. So hindsight's twenty I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, you know, I don't see a world in which what you just said happens. But it is one of those things when you look at the end of it, you're just kind of like, huh, wow. Like, fuck, yeah, we got guys got. were available we that we could have got for way less. Yeah, We got guys. It's, like yeah. it's like when you think uh, – when you think uh, when you think something's gonna sell out or a sneaker's gonna sell out, so you cop and it doesn't sell out, and then it's on sale yeah. two months later. It's like, yeah, way less. 
Because like they got idiot. it for the low. You feel like an idiot, low. right? Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm going to tell you this, man. Except for this isn't a shoe. You can go buy more pairs of shoes. You can't go buy more quarterbacks. That's true. I'm going to tell you this. If he comes out and plays ball, though, it, it won't matter, right? It won't so matter at all. That's the, and that's where we're that, and that's where we always stand with everything. Yep. Um, but if hey, I'm gonna say this too: if he comes out and plays like shit, and uh, and, and, and somehow Winston or somebody starts balling, or Cam gets the spot and starts cooking, it's, it's over with. There was a there was a prediction. I don't even know who it was. Some guy on ESPN, I believe, six and ten for the Bears, last in the division too. So. I know we're going to talk about the power rankings later, but the power rankings had us at power rankings at us at third. Yeah, I mean, what behind Minnesota, Green Bay? Yep, Green Bay, Minnesota. Green Bay, Minnesota. Should we yeah. talk about? I mean, we 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 can we can run through this right now. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk yeah, about we're the going schedule. To this let's talk about yeah. Yeah. So obviously, what the NFL announced, the schedule is going to come out tomorrow. Um, business as usual, which I thought was kind of surprising. Only difference is no international game. So obviously not going to have the London game, not going to have the Mexico City game, which have become big parts of the NFL over the last couple of years. I personally am fine with it. It fucks up gambling for me. It fucks up fantasy football. You got to get up early and make all those pits. Kills I do our like pick that every... I it's do nice like that little morning game, though. Yeah, it's nice. I also like settling. I think we've talked about this. I like settling into football around 12 o'clock. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's Um, so they're going to release the schedule tomorrow. No, no real changes that they anticipate yet. Um, where, how do you feel about that? Do you think that that's the responsible thing to do? Do you think that they didn't really have a choice, or do we? I, I, I think mean, it's, it's the NFL, and we don't expect anything more. I think it's up in the air to the point where they're like, "Yeah, we'll put out what we were going to put out anyway, and uh, we'll come back to it later." Do you think they have a second schedule already? Hell no. <laughs> the logistics and stuff that goes into that absolutely not i so think they're, they're gonna i think they're gonna try to deal with it if it were to come up if they have to start canceling stuff and moving stuff around or going at stuff with no fans if they're gonna test players every day in between practice or whatever but no nah, the, the, no no chance. i don't think they have a second a second no, option no alternate option so they're pretty much gonna play it by ear i think they're gonna try to start that shit in september and be ready to go. They might I don't see them trying to like reschedule preseason games and shit. I think if they if if they could get their shit rolling by the start of the season, they'll take it. 100%, yeah. I I wasn't surprised when I heard that um I think number 1 the NFL has seemed like out of all the leagues they're the one that's saying we're not changing anything, we're not moving the draft, we're still going to have everything that we want. And if you know anything about the NFL, those guys aren't budget for shit. Um so even if it was the responsible thing to do to kind of move it back or have an alternate schedule or say, hey, the situation's fluid, the NFL is not going to do that. Um, so, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised. I'm kind of excited to see what it's going to look like, though. I want to see what the Bears are going to be playing. Obviously, outside of the division games, I want to see what those look like. Where, where it's I want to see, see who the Raiders are playing. Yeah? Yeah. What, what, show me that schedule. Why do you want to <laughs> see the Raiders? Oh, what in Vegas? Show me the Raiders schedule, fam. Uh, no, That's man, we'll, see what, see. we'll see what Vegas is going to look like. You might be playing some empty games in Vegas. They said the Strip is like a ghost town. Yeah, man. Everything is a ghost town. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, everything is a uh, ghost town. Well, yeah, let's get into this uh, power ranking, though. So have you looked okay. at it yet? Uh-uh. All right, so give me who you think would be the top five teams. Top five NFL team power ranking is going to be the Chiefs, obviously. ESPN put this out two days ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so let me let me take a let me take a guess at this. It's going to be Chiefs, Ravens. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um. Give me a hint. Actually, the top five. Give me how many AFC teams and how many NFC. Three NFC, two AFC. So I, I got the two AFC already. So uh, it's, it's in that Chiefs. order. Yep, it's Chiefs, Ravens. They got the Packers in the top five. Nah, no, I didn't go there. You're missing the obvious NFC team. Uh, the Saints. They uh, are in the top five, but they're not number three. Number three, who I'm tweaking. Let yeah, you're see. tweaking. I mean, how could you not? Who you're big time tweaking? This is easy. Who who would oh, be the best team in the <laughs> NFC? The Seattle Seahawks. No, they're in. They're in there too. They're number five. Yeah, How are okay, you not okay. getting this? The team so was in the Super Bowl I, last year. Um, 
The Niners. The Niners. I'm tweaking. Yeah. What are you tweaking, bro? I'm tweaking. Okay, so I got all five, though. Yeah, so you got them. Ravens. Niners. Niners, Seahawks, Packers. Saints, Seahawks. Saints, Seahawks. Okay. Saints, word. Seahawks. Yeah. I thought yeah, the Seahawks yeah. were surprising to put them at number five, but I guess every year, I mean, yeah, I thought it was surprising to put them at five, but you can't yeah, count got, out Russ. They, got they, got, they do have a whip. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out the Niners, man. They won me a bunch of money last year. Any arguments with that? Um, well, no, because the shit changes every week. But, yeah, I think you have to put the Chiefs number one. I think the Ravens are going to be right back to being very, very tough. They okay, so you, you still think the Ravens are going to are gonna do their thing? The Ravens will be in the AFC Championship next year, without a doubt. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't see why they wouldn't. I, Lamar is just going to get better. And I think people are still sleeping on Lamar. And I think people are – and he's still – and people are pissed off about Lamar. And his whole game and everything about Lamar, man, he's going to come back even tougher. I think so, too, man. I think he's had the whole offseason to sit around, offseason plus, to sit around and kind of think about that. He's obviously saw the love that Mahomes is getting. And isn't Lamar what? Lamar is uh, is up for that extension after next year, right? So it's time to get this he's money. About that. It's time to get that money, man. He doesn't hey, want to be like we, back out here. Can we talk about this real quick, the AFC East? Yeah. How how can the Bills not win the division? I get it's the NFL, but I don't – why is it even a discussion that they should be minus 250 to win the AFC East for me? I don't, so, I don't, I don't get how they couldn't be. <laughs> so where do you think – this is crazy. Where do you think, to your question, where do you think ESPN has the Patriots who do not have a starting quarterback ranked? Uh, probably like seven. Fifteen. Okay, yeah, they should be 20. Like that? I thought the yeah, I was gonna say like you don't have a starting quarterback in uh, they May. You should probably be in the they 20s. should be they should be buried. They're okay. gonna be bad. Yeah, I it, think. I, and it's not even about like Brady not being there on the field. It's about Brady not being there within the franchise period. Right. Yeah. Like he's he's essentially gonna have to restart that shit from the ground up. It's just gonna be all bad out there. I'm telling you. Well, and you know what Brady want, is though. He's like that. Home. Real quick, people want to talk about how washed Brady is, and we don't know he was bad last year, this and that, and I'm on that train. Yeah, I was about to say people, Sean Little. Yeah, and I'm on that train. He didn't look good last year, but he still, man, that he, he glued that team together. That team is really bad, and, he, and they were the only reason they sniffed any Ws. Well, for them also, Brady's that life jacket. Like, you know, if all else fails, you have Tom Brady. And I think you, you play like that. Like you said, that that feeling is all throughout the building. Even if he's playing bad, you still believe in him. Like, when you don't be- – we know what it's like when you don't believe in your quarterback. It's a Not whole good. other ball game. It's Not a whole good. other ball game. And for 20 years, they believed in their quarterback, no matter how he's playing, no matter how old he is or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening. Yes, absolutely. Not having stability at that position is the scariest thing for a franchise. And you're talking Where, about two decades. Um, so I'll keep giving it to you here. So we'll round out the top ten. Number six, Green Bay Packers. Reach. Super Reach. So. Super so. Reach. Yeah, I, I, think, I, think, I think that thing can go bad. I don't think Rodgers and LaFleur get along. I think that's going to be an issue this year. I think that that – Jordan Love question is going to be out there. Camp is going to start with a bad taste in their mouth because he's got to answer questions about that shit. I think it was all love after for the camp going in last year. It was all good vibes. Aaron Rodgers trust this guy, quote unquote. Um, I think throughout the season, ah, we finally, we finally uh, yeah, got a new coach with a fresh mind. Yeah, but now you have all this happen in the off season. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that thing's going to be. I definitely don't think they're the sixth best team in the NFL. That's a Rodgers ranking. Uh, seventh, Tampa Bay. Eighth Tennessee, ninth Minnesota, and tenth Dallas, who doesn't have a starting quarterback. Is that where we're putting them? Dallas doesn't have a quarterback. Who's their quarterback? Andy Dalton, right? They have another quarterback that I don't know about that's currently signed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. You know what I mean? I guess you're right. I'm looking. Okay, I'm looking at. I'm looking at odds to win the AFC East. I see the Patriots at even money and Buffalo at plus 130. How, where do I sign up? When do they open the window up? Y'all take direct deposit? This is yeah, that's, that's this easy is money. A, a grade A, just like 
people don't want to get off the they're like the band, like kind of like last year when they played Tennessee. People don't want to bet against Tom and them boys, but man, this, they're going to Well, that made sense them. last year for what we just talked about, but this year, yeah, that no quarterback thing. They're talking about Jared Stidham. I don't even I don't know who Jared Stidham is. I don't remember him in college. I know nothing about this guy. Yeah, no, facts, and I, I'm but with you. Not not a thing. Like maybe they'll sign Cam. Who hey, knows? And, yeah. and maybe and maybe he's a dog. Say he's a dog. Yeah. They st- they still don't have any skill players. Yeah. So like even if he's a say he ends up being like a top. 15 quarterback, which is not going to happen. Yeah. But say he's a, a decent quarterback. They still don't have any peop- anybody on the roster. Well, they had Tom Brady last year. They couldn't move the ball. Well, that's what I mean. So, yeah. What do you think so, Jared like, Stidham's going to do? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yo, New England fuck around and finish behind Miami in the division or the Jets. Shout out Brian Flores. It's to a play. It's to a play. Are you playing to it next year? What? I'm saying yeah, but yeah. I'm announcing he's the starter today. Today. As soon as I get him in the building, take a look at everything I need to look at, it looks fine. I'm announcing him as a starter. Anybody who's talking about Situa and he's been cleared is crazy. Well, listen, obviously you want to get a look at some of these guys in camp. Yeah. But, I mean, kind of like, yo, I mean, there are some interesting spots where, like, I mean, I'll take this for an example. I think these guys saw uh, what's my uh, Rosen from UCLA, and they were they just think like I don't know if this guy could play in the league, like that like that type of shit happens, right? Um, I don't think that's gonna happen with Tua. Yeah, but yeah, he and I mean, that's like an understated point. Rosen must have really not been able to play football at all. I mean, I think like in practice, everything like in meetings in practice. And when he played, they were just like, this guy's he can't, he doesn't have it. Yeah, like not at all. I can't even, even though we're not even trying to win games, I literally can't in good faith put him out on the football field. Right. Like, yo, Cade McNown, we saw him for a few. This guy is not NFL built, bro. Not at all. That's just, so not, like, just, just not gonna happen. Let's just move on. And I think, and that's also one of those things too, where um I want to see the guys we draft play as soon as possible. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not really big into the groom me, do this, do that. Let the guys learn while they play. Like, can you imagine if we were like sat Trubisky that whole year when we had Glennon playing? Yeah. And then played him the next year? Like it's just all it's just a waste. It's just a waste of ball games. I'm not I'm not into that. Um like Mahomes obviously didn't play, but could he have played? I, I would. Yeah, obviously, he could have played. You know what Alex, I'm saying? I think he was going to a different situation though. Alex Smith was very much, and, and Alex Smith had a good year that year. Um, but yeah, no, I 100% agree, man. Especially in Tua's situation, you get him in the building, the medical evaluation comes back straight. There's absolutely no reason to sit him at all. And, and if I'm Brian Flores, I'm like, yeah, well, he needs to play right now. I want my quarterback. I want to know who we're rocking with. Plus, yeah, you want to know what you get in a guy. You want guys to get reps. You want, I mean, he just missed how much of a college season. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you want to get him back in there, obviously. I mean, you, you want to get the reps. Yeah. You want him to build that camaraderie with the guys. You want him just, you know what I'm saying, become yeah. that leader that you think he is. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with playing all those guys. And I'm going to tell I'm going to tell you now. I would not be surprised one bit, and I actually expect two teams to finish in front of New England in the AFC East. I don't know if it's the Jets or the Dolphins, but I think Buffalo wins the division, and I think one of those other teams finishes above New England in the division. Right, Darnold. That's just, that's just what your, I feel. Put your money on Darnold. All right, and just to, not, not to go through every single team, but they have the Bears yeah. at 21st. So they have the Bears finishing third in the division. Uh I mean, I'm a homer, man, so I think that's low. Okay. Give me give me um give me fifteen to twenty one. So fifteen to twenty one. Who's in who's directly in front of the Bears? We yeah. got the Patriots at fifteen. No the Texans. We're better than them. The uh, Texans. Rams. Falcons. Cardinals. We're better, we're Cardinals. Better than the Falcons. We're better than the Fal- uh the Cardinals. Browns. We're probably better than them too. I don't, I, was, I don't understand how the Cardinals are going to win games in that division. I don't care how good Murray gets. This is the thing, bro. Give us play. give us a, a competent offense that will sustain drives and put up 20, 20 24 points a game. We're going to be very, very solid. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't want to hear about 
Arizona. They came on a little bit towards the end of the season. They were shit to start. That's I think what you're saying is easier said than done. Well, like, yeah, give us a competent I mean, offense what we asked for for 17 weeks last year and it no, never no, happened. No. But I, I think um well we have one of the we have the fucking worst quarterback in the world. Yeah. Oh, so we don't have the we don't have well we don't have the worst quarterback in the league. Hey, and this is not just opinion based on QBR, the worst quarterback in the league. He's the worst quarterback in the NFL. He's the worst quarterback in the so, NFL. Like don't think I'm just this is just me hating on Mitchell Trubisky. These are the facts. We we should be able to have a good football team. Our division is tough. It always is tough. Minnesota is going to be tough. Green Bay's, I mean, they have Aaron Rodgers. They're probably going to be tough. Detroit is going to be a lot better when they have their starting quarterback playing. Yeah, they didn't have Stafford all last year. I think people are kind of almost undervaluing Detroit because they literally went the. Who were they starting by the end of the year? Jeff something or another? The guy they signed the guy. Guy was working at like Aldi's the week before, and they'd signed him to play quarterback. They were signing all types of guys. Where do they have the Steelers? Uh, let's see. Where do they got Pittsburgh? That's interesting like too. Twenty four. Oh, hold on, I need to pull up. The NFL is so stacked, son. All of these teams could be ten and six. <laughs> oh, we probably need to pause right there. I'll give you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's all good. Just let me know. But yeah, I mean, even Atlanta, they got so much talent. They can all of a sudden click nah, and get it together. Never. Hey, they're still stuck. Start, that 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 Super Bowl shit will last for, until everybody who was involved with that is gone. They're never coming back. Everybody who was involved with that. What do they have Pittsburgh? I think they got Pittsburgh high. Damn, they got Pittsburgh as fourteen. Mm. I mean, Ben's coming back. So I I, I, see ben, ben I, see, I, I I seen Ben play. Yeah, so. well, he, you know what's gonna happen. He'll, it'll take him six weeks to get in shape, and then he'll throw for forty five hundred <laughs> yards and three touchdowns. The same thing. He'll look terrible for the first month and a half, and it'll be like, "Is Ben Roethlisberger done?" The next thing you know, he's just ringing up four hundred yards games. All right, so they showed this on Get Up real quick, um, just to wrap up this yeah. NFL shit. Yeah, yeah. This was the trivia question today. I know you like the himbo trivia when they come out. Uh, he's yeah, got yeah. some sneaky shit. But since two thousand seventeen, which QB has starred the most games in which his team scored fewer than twenty points? One more time. Since 2017, which QB has started the most games in which his team scored fewer than 20 points? Since 2017? Mm-hmm. So since Mitch became a starter, pretty much. Man, it has... It's it's not... Um, it's not Dalton. Not Dalton. But um, I mean, uh, Darnold. No, I'm surprised that was your first answer. My first answer was Trubisky, and he's, yeah, second. No. he's second. He's second. No, oh, he's second. Okay, but I mean, we put there's there's some games in there where we put up a plethora of points too. I'm very surprised at who this answer was. I don't think this guy's a good quarterback at all. But if you had told me that he's he's had 25 games since 2017 in which his team hasn't put up 20 points. Man, I have no idea. Derek Carr. Wow, that's a yeah, lot. That's a lot. Yeah, he's also he's not very good. No, he's not very good. But you look at his numbers; it's like, eh, he's all right. Like whatever, he's 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 manageable. But you wouldn't think that he would twenty five games and under twenty points. Yeah, that's a lot. I bet you he's scoring seventeen a bunch. That's anemic. And he got a huge deal after that one year. He had a good. He had a good year that one year. Gruden hates his ass. Gruden might cut him. (laughs) (laughs) No, like I could see that. Hundred percent. I could see him cutting. Like, yeah, enough of this. Yeah. Who's uh? When do we find out who got hard knocks? That should be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how they're gonna do that. I wonder if training camps are gonna be closed off and shit. They're not gonna throw a camera crew up there. Yeah, I mean, there'd be no reason to, right? Yeah. Yo, let me r- real quick. Give me two minutes on what you think Trubisky's mindset. It, it does he's just gonna come in there, nothing to lose, right? It's gotta be. Without yeah, them picking I mean, up the but yeah, I mean, that's how he should be. But it's hard to talk about with that dude because I think he just lacks so much confidence that who knows? He might he might be coming in there thinking I have everything to lose. This is my uh, life. This is my this career. Is my, this is my last chance. 
Yeah, we're not talking about an individual who, you know, we talk about how headstrong he is all the time. Like, it's obviously known that he's got some confidence issues. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, we'll leave it there. Um, Let's move over to some some quick hits. We're already 40 minutes in because, you know, me and Quick just start running on the NFL. We could go forever. Um, We'll move over to the quick hits, and then we'll include uh, Mark Eversley in those quick hits. Let's start there. Bulls sign... Mark Eversley, new GM from the 76ers. Yep. Friend from the, the Colangelo tree. Yes, from the Colangelo tree. Shout out our boy uh, Darnell Mayberry over at the Athletic, part of the family. He uh, he wrote an article about uh, the Eversley signing. And mm-hmm. a big theme of it was making the Bulls cool again. What do you, what do you, think, of, uh, what do you think of the piece and what do you think of the signing? And uh, we'll go from there. Very forward thinking, man. I, I like it. I, you know, he, if you kind of read his story, it's interesting. Dude started off as like a store manager at a Nike store, yeah, worked his way up to yeah, worked his way up to be one of those player brand managers. Which is, you know, if you know anything about the shoe world, that's a big deal. Um, so one of those guys was obviously managing the relationship with the players. So what that tells me, and what they talk about a lot in the piece by Mayberry, which again, yeah, I can't recommend enough, um, is how important that is and how big this guy is on relationships, right? He's a relationship builder. He's one of those people that understands the value of, of knowing relationships. Um, they said he's a great listener, which, you know, obviously anybody's ever worked for anybody, you know, it's really important to feel like the people that you work for listen to you, right? Like your value, like your input is being taken into consideration. So I think that that's huge. But yeah, the relationship part of it, he's a hard worker. He's a gym rat. Um, everything I wanted to read about it. And obviously, it's almost like, you know, you're out of a bad breakup and the next girl, like everything about her is great. So like we could be at that point, but (laughs) you know, regardless, like, again, we talked about it forever. They needed a change of scenery, right? If any organization needed a change, it was the bulls, regardless of how you felt about guard packs. So, um, but I I will say this, the piece made me like it. You know, the piece made me like the move. I like, I like his, his whole philosophy. I like how they talked about him. And I like that he comes from that Colangelo, uh, Masai Ujiri type, you know, way of doing things because obviously that has worked out very well for the Toronto Raptors. How do you feel? I think I think I feel good about it just because, like you said, young, straightforward, different, new thinker. Um, I think the biggest thing about the GM spot is your president better be on point, and I I believe in uh, Cornersova. So like, this is we'll get his name right eventually. Yeah, AK. <laughs> I call him AK, so that's what we're going to rock with. Um, but I believe in AK, and that's that's the biggest thing, right? It's like a big trickle-down thing. Seems like uh, Reinsdorf's son's now making most of the shots. He's on some. He, he's going in a, a new direction when he signed AK, and now AK is putting some belief in uh, Eversley. So yeah, I mean, I'm with it. We'll see. He did. He did say all the right things, right? He was talking about winning. He was talking about that. I think making the Bulls cool again is interesting. And I'll even, uh, I'll even go back from from what Phil Jackson said in the Last Dance. He said we created something people wanted to be a part of. Hundred percent. That's the key. You create something people wanted to be a part a part of. You create that culture that people want to be a part of. That's when you start to 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 bring free agents here. That's when you start to change the culture. And it seems like from from what I read, from what uh, Eversley was saying, that's what he wants to do. He wants to create something that people want to be a part of. Bring that nostalgic that that what the Bulls are known for. And then once you put that good culture on top of winning, then we're off and running. You can't understate the nostalgia piece, especially with the last dance and everything that's going on right now. Like Bulls fans are feeling good. They remember the time when the Bulls were great. Like what better time um, than right now, outside everything else that's happening, to build off that momentum that the Chicago Bulls have. Everybody's talking about the Bulls. Everybody's talking about the 90s Bulls. We're debating them like they're in the NBA Finals right now. It's leading every single show. All these, you know, old-time Chicago sports writers, whatever. All the, There's just good vibes around the Bulls right now. So I could not agree more. You want to bring that back. Like you got a lot of history, restore that image. Um, again, the whole, the whole relationship thing, it sounds like these guys are going to go in there. They're going to modernize the front office. I think in one of the two Mayberry pieces, they said Eversley was very surprised at how thin the scouting department was. So these guys are going to come in there and make wholesale changes. And guess what? 
the Bulls have the money to pay for that, right? It's not like Reinsdorf is broke. So I think these guys are going to come in there and be like, hey, we are coming from a winning organization, and you guys have clear holes in what you're trying to do here. Well, I think the biggest thing was these guys aren't have nothing had nothing to do with the Bulls. Nothing. So there, it's not like this is how we do things here. No, 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 no. We're coming from a different organization, winning spots at that, and we're going to come in and say, no, this is how we've been doing it for years. This has been working for us. That's and this why is what's it's valuable. Recently. This right. is what's working in the, in the 21st century, not in the 90s. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. So, like, yeah, while while using that nostalgia as kind of something to, to to bring the good vibes, not being so nostalgic that you don't want to change your ways. Exactly. So, I think that's okay. very important. Yeah. Fresh, Read the article by Mary for sure if you haven't yet. Um, it, it's great. I love – I just like the vibe of it. I love the fact that they went to the shoe side too. Like, you and I understand basketball. If you really understand the NBA – the shoe companies run the league. So if you want somebody who has good relationships, it's going to be the people on the shoe side. It's going to be the people on the shoe side. Those are the people who really know everybody. And someone that can go down, hey, let's be, let's keep it 100. A young black brother that can go brother. down and talk to the other brothers, the young, other young brothers that are playing ball. Yeah. That, I mean, like, let's get real, right? So th that's where it's a big key. He could talk to these guys on their level, make the connections. He brings the ideas to AK, and we off and running. And another one last thing, another thing about hiring these guys, these young guys who are good is they also know the other young people who are good. Like Paxson doesn't know the young up-and-coming scouts who could be GMs or, you know, lead scouts or whatever it might be, right? He doesn't know who to go find to, re to revamp the front office because he's been in that Bulls thing for so long. This dude's been around. He came up with a lot of these people who are out there. That's how you find that next hot thing. Right. It's time you want to find these young guys. You want to find these young hotshot guys. Um, and let's be real. Paxson doesn't know who they are. Foreman doesn't know who they are. Reinsdorf doesn't know who they are. You know who knows who they are? Carson Novus and Mark Eversley. So let's let's roll. Let's get it going. I'm excited. I'm thrilled. Trade yeah. Otto Porter. <laughs> you see the name at the bottom left? Fire Boylan, too. Okay. Yeah. If we could if we could somehow clear out Boylan and Otto Porter, oh. Forget about it. But what, how? who's ever going to take Otto? It'd have to be a contender, right? Uh, I don't know. No, I think that's 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 like John Wall levels of untradeability. <laughs> hey, we could, we, they could resume the season and Otto Porter would still be hurt. <laughs> Yo, Loki, if they, started, uh, if they started the season in six weeks, Otto would still – he'd still be like, banged up. I got COVID, man. I can't play. Like, real talk. Otto's going to come out with something, G. I told you I saw Otto in Vegas, and he walked right. in, and he just like reeks, reeks of money. free cash. Just money, money so that he, he, Cartier, did. he had the Cartiers. Dude, he he walked in and just reeked of money that he didn't earn. <laughs> Smelling like, like money. Looks like this guy got a bunch, a whole bunch of free cash. Yeah, shout out, so, shout out, uh, shout out Otto, shout out, hey, shout out his hey, agent. Hey man, hey, whoever, they're willing you to pay. Are, you, you're worth what they pay you. Hey, well, yeah, what did Jalen Rose said? It's not what you're worth, it's what they're willing to pay you. That's what they're willing to pay. That's it. All that's day. it. That's Otto Porter in a in a in a lockbox. All good. Shout out the Porter Jr. family too, man. They're Shout all good. Otto, the whole generation. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, let's man. move over. The next quick hit we wanted to talk about. Like we said, the last dance has been the forefront of everyone, leads every show. And uh, mm -hmm. Barkley has been making his rounds, his media rounds. Um, and me and you quick talked about this before we hopped on. Barkley and Mike's relationship is in shambles. They don't speak anymore. They were best friends forever, 20 years, and now they're not friends at all. And that's out of Barkley's mouth. And I was telling Nick, I didn't realize that I knew the comments about Barkley. Barkley essentially commented, that Jordan wasn't a good GM and he's got a bunch of kiss asses around him and he has a bunch of yes men. And until he gets someone that'll stand up to him and give their opinion for real and say no to Mike, this is not a good idea. He's not going to, you know, his, the, the Bobcats are the Hornets are not going to, you know, they're not going to be Look at that time there. They were still the Bobcats, but yeah, right. Yeah. They were the Bobcats. Yeah. That, but now yeah, the Hornets are, they're not going to be good. Um, which what do you is think about what Barkley's saying, yeah. I don't and then he also said Michael hasn't done a good job. He's like, if I were to sit here and tell you that he's done right. a good job, it would it would be disingenuous, and that's not me. And I think you know, you can think of what you want to from Charles Barkley, but he's pretty genuine. He says what's on his mind. 
Um, you know, and he's, he's a not media, all he's that. An analyst. He's, a it's, it's a job to do. They pay right. him to give his honest opinion, and he's going to give you that. So I don't think there's too much well, wrong look, with what he said. Look, but you need to consider who he said it to. We, we, is, we, we've now watched six hours of Michael Jordan finding little things to piss him off and like motivate <laughs> him for years. Whether it's going at Dan Marley because Jerry Krause likes him, or fucking you know everybody knows the ping pong story that was in the Jordan rules about you know some guy beat him in ping pong and Jordan became the best ping pong player in the league because that pissed <laughs> him off. Like so, you're talking about a guy who doesn't want to hear that, and he feels like hearing it from Charles. Like yeah, I don't. I, I'm not surprised. I don't think he's right, but I'm not surprised. I think uh, the thing is, Mike is Mike is smart enough to know that he wasn't lying. It'd be different if he was lying on Mike's name. I, and I'm even sure to Mike they they haven't been playing up to his standards and where they want to be. They're not even making the playoffs, right? Yeah. So everything that Barkley said was fair. Now I think the big point is. He kind of clowned everybody that's around the organization too. Well, real quick, at the time he made those comments, the Bobcats were four and twenty-nine. Facts. I mean, well, dude, four, they've four been and bad. twenty-nine. They've been bad. Yeah, I mean that's really bad, right? But they're bad. Yeah. They've been bad. They they've drafted bad. They've been bad overall. Um, but for him, for Barkley, I'm talking about for him to bring in all the people around Mike. He, it's, I think Mike is on that. There's one thing to talk about me and say, hey, I'm doing a bad job. But for you to clown everyone that's around me and around the organization, I think that's where Mike had an issue with it. He's saying, hey, look, you got a bunch of yes men around you. Everybody around you is mush. You pay, you're the man. You pay for everything. No one, you, no one around you is going to stand up to you. And yo, Mike cares about those guys that are that are working for him and around him. So he clowned Mike and the people around him, and I think that's where the issue comes in. Yeah, I mean, but again, he he wasn't telling a lie. I, but I actually, I really think that that's I disagree. I think it was really Mike took it personally as an anti-Mike thing. I don't think Mike gives a fuck what Charles Barkley thinks about the people around him. I think Mike cares about what Charles Barkley is saying about Mike because Mike has always cared about what people said about Mike. You know, I mean, he might he might somewhat care because if yeah, and, and I actually looked at like who's in charge of the uh, the Hornets now. It's like his best friend is the vice president of basketball right. operations. That's what he's his, saying. His, his cousin is uh, like the I don't know, like lead counsel or some shit. It's like it's it's crazy, but um, you know, but but look, if 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 I get on TV and I and me and you have an issue and I clown you, cool. But if I clown you, your best friend. The, all the other people that you rock with, you just crumb the whole team. But I'm not wired like Michael Jordan. I'm not that narcissistic, so I would care about everybody else. But I feel like that, if anything we found from this, this dude is very much, there's a whole documentary going on and we haven't heard from his wife or kids. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this, this, dude, this dude is very much Mike. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't think, I don't think that that's, uh, I don't think that that that's the case. I really think that Mike took it personally that Charles would say something about him, probably because of what of Charles' exact point. Because the people around you never say nothing about you, so maybe no one who's ever been that close to him has ever really called out Mike. Because how many people that Mike's kicks it with are at Charles's level? Now, obviously, Charles isn't at Mike's level, but he's way above Mike's cut. You know what I'm saying? As far as like. I don't really need Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? These people all need Michael Jordan. So if anything, Charles is pretty much making the point. I say something about you and you don't talk to me for eight years, dude. I've known you for 20 years. We used to golf. We used to do all types of shit. You're my man. So right. yeah. Yeah. So I think he, it's actually, he made his own point. People won't say shit to you and look what happens when they do. So you'll never have the right people around until you have people who aren't scared of Michael Jordan. I just feel like if he came directly at Mike, and didn't mention other people or anybody around him, it would have been, it'd be easier for them to reconcile. I think that was where, that was a big issue that he kind of clowned him and everyone around him. And the guys that Mike, so put it like this, what if Mike, what if Charles came at those people and Mike didn't say shit and kind of just was like, yeah, address it. And him and him and Barkley are still cool. Everyone around Mike's looking at him crazy. Like, yo, you just going to act like he didn't clown us. They're not looking at him crazy. That's his point. They'll never look at him like they're like he's crazy. They're not I, going I, to. I disagree. A- I think that it would be it be it would be tough to just walk in the office every day and look at these people when 
people are clowning you on national TV and you didn't stick up for us or say anything at all. I think that's him sticking up for those guys. Like, fuck Charles. We're going to continue to do what we're doing over here. We're going to try to build a winner. I think that's kind of where it is. And then the other part was Phil Jackson said something similar. Like, Mike's not doing a good job, but him and Mike are cool. Him and yeah. Phil are cool, I mean. Yeah. So, And I think that's why Charles took it personally. What do you think about Charles ending it with the, with the quote, yeah, I said, Michael, I think you should take Brandon Roy. And Michael told him, we like Adam Morrison. Like, <laughs> he didn't have to hey. throw that in there. Like, maybe hey. Jordan got pissed about that. Like, come on, bro. Now you got examples. Come yeah, on, bro. Now you got come examples, on. huh? Yeah, you're going to take out Adam, the personal conversations, huh? Adam Morrison started 28 NBA games in his career. Yo, and, you know, we were just talking about how a guy gets into the facility and you look at him and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's not, not, a built, for the, this guy's not built for the league. Adam, Adam Morrison, Morrison was that guy. Yeah. Didn't take long. Didn't take long to figure out, like, yeah, this dude's not built for it here. Yeah. Remember, it was War- it was Morrison versus Reddick was the big argument. Which is crazy because, Redick's man, been chugging along for 16, 15 years in the league. Solid role play. High-level role say, player. I was always a Reddick guy. <laughs> Reddick was so wet in college. Oh, my God. He was so good in college. Yeah, dude, when him so and Morrison used to go at it every night, bro, they were averaging 28 points a game. I think, I think Reddick – I've said it before. Reddick's one of the top three college players I've ever seen. I, I mean – well, the thing about it too was he played a bunch of years. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't like a one and done sample. He came out and played a bunch of he, years. He was, he was, he was good nasty. every year. Yeah, he um, was nasty. Go back and watch JJ Reddick versus Texas. That's all you gotta do is type into YouTube. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't know the specific game, but tell me, remind me. Oh I'm sure God, I've seen he, it, but like, yeah, would he just go off? He went ballistic. And he was just—it was just like one of those CBS Sunday morning games, Duke versus Texas. Oh my God! I'm gonna—you gotta—I'll I'll send it to you when we get off. You gotta look it up. Right. Everybody, yeah, listening, go look up JJ Redick versus Texas. Oh my God, blistering! I think he had like 48. Just went something. crazy. Yeah, I'll, I'll actually look it up right now, real quick. But um, man, it, you would have picked Adam Morrison. No, I wouldn't. I hated Adam Morrison. I read an ESPN the magazine you article hated on Adam. Game, though? Yeah, I, did, I thought he was terrible. I never liked Adam Morrison. And then one year, one one time, I was reading an ESPN magazine article with him when he was at Gonzaga, and they asked him about his defense, and he said, "My dad always told me that good defense is when you score more points than the guy that you're guarding." And I was fully out at that point. I'd read that at that point. I'd read everything I need to know about Adam Morrison. Then when he cried on the court, yeah, uh, he did whole, whole, Yeah, he looked like, looked like yeah. Like I, I got I, I got no problem with raw emotion, but that was too much for me. Um, yeah, I, I was out on Adam Morrison a long time ago. Like, not a chance. J.J. Reddick scores 41. It was number one Duke versus number two Texas. That's crazy. Who was uh, on the Texas squad? That would have been like D.J. Augustine and those guys? No. No, not D.J. No, no, no. That's Wade. This is 2008, bro. Well, yeah. When did KD come in the league? That would have been number two, Texas. When would Texas have been number two? It wasn't TJ Ford. Then. That would have been KD, DJ Augustine, uh, big dude. Forget his name. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. I'm interested to see this, actually. Big dude. What was his name? Dexter something or another? Dexter Pittman. Dexter Pittman? Yeah. That was KD. Dumb wet in college. Oh, my God. Hold on. When we do the stream, my internet is rocking slow. But so you're so you so you're saying surefire you taking Brandon Roy over Adam Morrison, no doubt. Yeah, Brandon Roy was a was a bull. I mean, unless I unless I had an X ray of Brandon Roy's knees. <laughs> but they knew that. They even said it when he was coming out. Like this dude's gonna play at a really high level for like six years, and when it's over, it's completely over. You know what I mean? It's not even like he could ease into like a backup role or anything like that. Like when it was over, Brandon Roy's knees didn't exist. Um, but they knew that. He had like degenerative knee where his knee was bone on bone since he was like 16 or 17 or some crazy shit. So, yeah. But I was that – yeah, I was probably that far out on Adam Morrison that I wouldn't have uh, – I wouldn't have taken – people were trying to compare Adam Morrison to Larry Bird. Stop it. Okay, this was actually – in 2005, I'm tweaking. They beat number one, n- number one, nine and zero Duke versus number two Texas, eight and one, ninety seven, sixty six. So 2005, yeah, that would have been KD. No, that's Lamarcus Aldridge, 
Oh, shout out Lamar hey, Aldridge. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Can you guess this guy? DG are the initials shooting guard. Oh my god. Yeah, Booby, Booby Gibson. Yes, sir. Good shit. Daniel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Booby. Shout out Booby Gibson, man. But he, yeah. he rode those LeBron coattails for a few years, made a couple dollars. Remember, he married Monica. Yeah, he did marry Monica. He married Monica, yeah. Shout out Booby <laughs> Gibson. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out that Texas squad. Lamarcus Aldridge, PJ Tucker. I remember Daniel him in college. Booby, Booby Gibson. Gibson was nice in college. He was real nice in college. Dude, and that was uh, Sheldon Williams, Josh McRoberts, J.J. Redick. Remember the white point guard? Can you name him? On uh, the Duke team that year? Yeah. Played quarterback, uh, too? Yeah, yeah. Fucking Greg Paulus. Greg Paulus? <laughs> so he went to, went to Syracuse and played quarterback. Yes, Remember? sir. Yep. Graduate, yep. Yep. Uh, and then Sean Dockery. Sean Dockery. Sean Dockery. Illinois boy. Yes, sir. Um, yep. All right. Let's move off, of, uh, move off of that. I think uh, – hey, man. I wish Charles and Mike would – they'll eventually clear it up, hopefully. Uh, yep. But Charles was like – Charles said, hey, Mike has my number. He could call me. That makes me think that Charles has tried to reach out, like, yo, can we kill – like, this is dumb. And it's kind of falling upon deaf ears. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's how that made me feel. He kind of was like, I'm sad about it. But Mike knows where I'm at. He knows where to call yeah. me. Yeah. Like, well, and yeah, he, yeah, I think he, he – and that's probably why he said he knows Mike's never going to call him. Yeah, he knows he Mike. Like, he knows Mike. Yeah. It's like, I'm on the list. I'm good. Yeah, I'm on the black Next list. Next time I see Mike, he's going to try to give me 20. <laughs> exactly. So, man, hopefully that they clear that up. Um, You want to close it out. We'll close it out. Favorite yeah. announcer of all time and why? Yeah, so I think mine's going to surprise you. But I know – so I know you're a big announcer guy. You always have been. Yeah. Uh, for me, like, not as much – like, I, I hate bad announcers more than I like good announcers, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I hate the Booger McFarlane and, and that whole situation. I think we all know that. But I'll never, like, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter too much for me as long as you're solid. But obviously, I do have, like, my favorites. Because uh, yeah. I think there's one sport where the announcer truly makes a difference and truly matters, and that's boxing. Yes. So my favorite announcer of all time is Jim Lampley. Yeah. Hands down. Lampley is good. Lampley is number one. Wow. It really matters in boxing. Like, it really matters in boxing because you need someone who can tell you what's happening because there's shit you just don't see. Yeah. And I think Lampley's a great storyteller. He's got a great voice. He's got great presence. Um, So, yeah, mine was Lampley. Great voice, no doubt. Great voice. Yeah, great voice. Like, just great. And he he stuck to his lane. He's like, I'm just doing this boxing thing. I'm going to ride this out. HBO pays me the bag. Yeah. Good. Yep, he did like he would do, he would do like little side shows and shit. Yeah, uh, I like Lampley. Uh, fight nights or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like Lampley a lot. Um, that's a good pick. I am gonna go with Brent Musburger. Wow, the legend. I loved Brent Musburger. I loved how he never shied away from the gambling portion of it. It was Ever. it was always prominent, and I love that. Uh, you're looking live. <laughs> like, I love Musburger, dog. I'm a yeah, huge Musburger guy. Hey, and I'm going to honorable mention who still has a ton of, ton of years left, but who's creeping up is Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan. I love Kevin Harlan. I love Kevin, Kevin Harlan. My favorite, my favorite guy right now. Um, and he's obviously, so talented, too. He's up there, but he's not, like, at that buck level of, like, the notoriety. But Kevin Harlan, right. as far as doing the job, is great. Yeah, Kevin um, I'm quick on the Musburger things. Do you do you keep up with him now? Do you listen to his shit? Uh, a little bit. He's I know he's doing his sports. I know he's doing his gambling shit out. In yeah, the Vegas Sports and Information Network is it's kind of interesting. So they got like a XM radio. I listen to it sometime, and then they have a channel on Xfinity where you can watch their shit too. Obviously, it's not that great right now because there's not that many sports, or not any sports going on. But it's it's a solid little channel. You'll get some yeah. good tips. Yeah, I like I like Brett. Man, I'm a big fan of Brett Musburger. Man, shout out Brett. Where, where are you with Joe Buck? Um, like you think Buck's the most the most likely to take that Costas? You know what Buck? You know what Buck is for me, and this might be really petty of me to say, but he he doesn't really do anything for me. He's not very exciting. He is just hammered into our brains so much. And maybe word. this is and maybe this is actually 
uh, a nod to him because he makes it look so easy and it's it, it's so fluid to him. But he yeah. just doesn't do anything to me because he's kind of boring and good voice. Yeah, good voice, but like doesn't really has no. Can you name me a Buck call where you're like Buck went berserk there? No, yeah, you know no. what I mean. So like, he's just kind of vanilla to me. He's a that was Harlan with the call with the, when the cat got on the field or whatever it was last year, right? Dude, Kevin Harlan. Of the, do you remember that? It was yeah. a cat or a squirrel or something. The play-by-play of it, it was great. He did the play-by-play of the cat. Kevin Harlan has the uh, LeBron with no regard for human life. Oh yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, oh, like Buck doesn't have uh, like uh, uh, there's no like highlight call. Yeah, where where are you on Gus? Gus is probably the most underrated announcer of all time. Yeah, 100%. if you would. If you would put Gus Johnson in the position that Mushburger and some of these guys or Joe Buck are in, he's always they always got him pegged on some bullshit Bull- second tier game. It ends up getting crazy exciting that he ends up calling with amazing calls. Yeah, like he, yeah. I, lo- I love, I love the. I don't think they probably feel that some people might be turned off by the enthusiasm, but to me, like, I love that shit. It's like amazing. when Gus Johnson goes crazy, it gets me into the game. Dude, give me, give me believe it. Dude, give me <laughs> Gus Johnson in the national championship, like. Yeah, I'm, I'm signed up. So yeah, Gus is very good too, for sure. Yep. What made you think of that? I don't know. I was just I've been thinking a lot about announcers watching this last uh, last dance ship because it's just like we talked about in the last episode, the staying power, like Costas. Yeah. Just for 30, 30, 40 years, this guy has pretty much hosted everything, right? You hear him on these primetime NBA games. He does the Olympics to this day. He's just like the number one guy for everything. Um, and I think that that's like fascinating, right? And I just yeah, I just want to you know. See, see where you were on that because I know you pay attention to him a lot more than I do. Yeah, no doubt. It's uh, yeah, I like Costas too. Yeah, Costas who's your favorite NBA good. guy? We'll wrap it up on that. Kevin Harlan. Harlan, without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt. Okay. I think um, obviously the legend, uh, I'm tweeting. Marv. Marv is. People don't respect Marv because of what because of what happened, and you know the way back in the day. I mean, come on. We can't ignore that, right? Like 25 years ago. I, mean, I think he's bounced back all right, man. Yeah, if that would have happened in 2020. He's toast. I mean, yeah, he bounced all the way back. But Marv is, yeah, Marv is great. It's well, that point. about the same thing, right? With Marv, the infamous. Yeah, of course. We're talking about him wearing, like, cross-dressing or something. Yeah, the cross-dressing, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And, yeah, of course. Like, great voice, though. The amazing voice. He's not fooling anybody with the hairpiece. Of course not. Come on. Nobody is. Nobody. Let it fly. Let it fly. <laughs> For Big Nick the Click, I am your host, Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, man, Spotify, we're everywhere. Instagram at no catchup shy. Twitter at no catchup shy. Coming weekly. The the last dance recaps is coming right after the show. Big Nick the Quick, good looks. We'll talk soon. No catch up sports talk via Chicago. Let's rock. <laughs>